Welcome. Hello, Reverend Billy here from the Church of Stop Shopping. Listen, we've got a 29-minute mega church experience here for you. But you know, we're still fighting. Cities in flames. The Church of Stop Shopping singers sleeping mostly right now. I'm talking to you from the morning time slot. Savitri's asleep. We were in Manhattan last night, down in the shopping district of Soho, but there were many of us, many marches. We in New York know who we're fighting, who's running towards us with the pepper gas and the baton. The New York police and my family, we live in a uh, cop neighborhood. We know some of these people personally. In Portland, where we have some people that used to sing in the Stop Shopping Choir, in Portland, we don't know who we're facing. We think probably traumatized young men, maybe middle-aged men from the Iraq and Afghan wars. Probably Border Patrol, ICE, Homeland Security, and they are unidentifiable. They pull us into unmarked vehicles and they have nothing, no badge, no badge number. That's problematic. It's fascism. So that fight must continue to point out who they are and to end what they're doing. Meanwhile, I don't want us to forget the gift that has come to us from Black Lives Matter over the last two months since George Floyd's murder. We've been tasked with finding racism in our everyday living, in the institutions, in the liberal habits. But there's so much more that we're finding that we have to change. Now, I've been around in my life art forms, yes, the environmental movement, yes, and I've been around the kind of institutions we've all been around, transportation, food, energy. But I feel freer and braver and more radical to face the change. So let's do that in this 29 minutes. I hope that you feel that way too. Let's pull the bow all the way back and let that arrow fly. Let's go to our strength right here at the beginning. And that is the strength of what? Humor, music, and forgiveness. Even of the villains we face, the cops and the bankers. Cops and bankers love their children. We gotta love them too. We gotta love them too. Cops and bankers love their mothers, love their lovers, love their brothers. Reverend Billy here. I have a little communication for you here. Hesitate to say the word sermon. I like the word preaching. This message is from a poet. Robert Creeley 
wrote a poem called The Plan is the Body, gave us permission to use the poem, to publish it, use it in our sermons. Great friend. May Robert Creeley rest in peace. Special, special soul. We have The Plan is the Body as our leave-taking phrase, as, as the thing that lets us go out the door and down the street into public space. The plan is the body. It's a promise to ourselves that our body has power. We don't necessarily think of our body as having power. We think of, of our body being attractive, our body being what we have to connect with other people, a body as a conveyance of our careers, a body as a, something that can be a mother and a father a son and a daughter and a cousin. <laughs> we have a new approach to the body that I want to suggest today, which is that the body itself is an ecosystem. The body itself is the earth, and the body is our plan for revolution. Our body is our expressive medium, more powerful than all the cable stations and all the computer companies. Our body is our way forward for our own freedom. And our body is the earth that will save the earth. The earth must save us. We need to give evolution its power or to accept. <laughs> evolution will be powerful no matter what we say. But the earth is evolving right now, is involved in it and extinction and rebirth right now that may not take human beings along. We accept that. But meanwhile, we have on loan from life these amazing ecosystems with hundreds of thousands of living things inside of us, bodies. Now, first of all, let's let go of trying to explain this power. Life is completely unexplained. Love, devotion, Loyalty, these manifestations of life are utterly mysterious in the Catholic Church and Coca-Cola and your local fitness company. <laughs> we have everybody trying to explain life to us all at once. No, let's just say to all of that incoming consumerism fire, no, life is mysterious and it really needs to be mysterious. I've got my life and it is a radical fact. It's a radical thing that I possess. It's illegal on its face. Life can't be controlled. It can't be a part of your laws. It can love. When I fall in love, I fall through all of your structures. Starting with Tinder. <laughs> all of your fashions. All of your attempts to make me handsome and young and powerful and attractive. All of those structures. I just fall forward towards that other body. I have gravity in me. I have love and intuition. I have sex and romance. I have music in me. All of these things that have the power that is unexplained. It's as unexplained as these electronic runways that they're discovering in forests and fields of flowers where the bees are called into the flowers by music that we don't understand. Runways of attraction between the bees and the flowers. Every year there's another study where they discover how complex it is. Oh, it's real language, but insects and flowers, they don't have language. Yes, they do. They have bodies. They are the earth. 
The earth is almost entirely unexplained, although the extent to which it is explained, that is called science. I believe the science. But then I'm ready to be humble. Science is only a small percentage of what we're dealing with here in our experience. Am I right, people? Now, we know that we felt the power of bodies in social revolutions. I remember in Zuccotti Park, there was a woman standing on a bench, and she was, she looked like Aunt B from a little town somewhere, and that's in fact exactly what she was. She was dressed that way, she had glasses and a little bun, and she was shouting like she was Malcolm X. And well, I, I talked to her afterwards, she talked to about 20 or 30 people, she held them there for a long time talking about freedom, talking about equality, talking about how we have to take down Wall Street. Well, I asked her, where are you from? She said, oh, I'm from a little town east of Buffalo. I see, well, it's great that you're here. She said, oh yeah, when I heard that you took over this little park in Wall Street, I knew it hit me so hard. I just, I got on the bus right away with all the money I had, here I am. Well, that kind of jolt when we hear about Standing Rock for the first time, it's bodies calling out to us, to our body. It's bodies calling to bodies. It's gravity. It's something in the air. It's the electromagnetic runways of bees and flowers. And suddenly we realize we're a walking ecosystem. Yes, we are the natural world. And we're subject to fallings in love <laughs> and to fallings into justice and the whole spiritual world. Can I say that? The spiritual, sensual world. The spirit rises from justice. And we feel it. And we sail along through the air. We get across the thousand miles. And we get to Standing Rock. We just find our way suddenly. We're there in Ferguson, Missouri. Suddenly we're there in the old growth forest in California. Suddenly, how did we get here? We can't even remember. Oh, we just got to that blown up mountain in Appalachia. And here we are with our friends and we're singing together in the hollowed out summit of this killed ecosystem. But we're the earth coming back into that hollowed out summitless mountain. We're the earth pouring back into the death and making life happen there again. And that's what we got from Black Lives Matter. The plan is the body. That's what we got, hundreds of thousands of people up and down the streets and freeways and bridges of New York City. The police beat us and beat us and beat us. The blood, the tasers, the pepper gas, the arrests. Until late at night on June 3rd, they got to a point where our bodies communicated to the other bodies of New York. And the 25 million people that live around here communicated back to the 40,000 person standing army called the New York Police Department. And they withdrew. There was an uprising of revulsion, of rejection, of love. It was as mysterious as gravity. Why are my feet down and my head's in the air? I have no idea. I'm on this rock in space. It was that natural. The police just couldn't do a thing. They retreated to their precinct houses. I wish that would happen in Portland right now. I'm afraid for some people getting hurt. But I'm saying this opposition to Donald Trump by our bodies is very important right now. And people are remembering Gandhi and Dr. King and Pettus Bridge. They have a physical, a body memory. That night of June 3rd, what happened in the city 
was the natural world. The plan is the body. The action of revolution is the body. Che Guevara says, at the risk of being embarrassing, I just have to say that revolution is love. I do this because I love you. Emma Goldman says, love defies laws. Love makes the laws. Love is the molder of human destiny. We are ecosystems, and we can turn a apparently defeated place, a place where the natural world doesn't seem to be so much, like New York, where I live, where I'm talking to you from right now, this place. It becomes an ecosystem. The air becomes alive. Our bodies feel and appreciate and get the message of other bodies here. The whole thing becomes an ecosystem. And forests are thick. Wetlands are thick. There's no vacuum there. Communication goes across all of life. Mysterious and unexplained and revolutionary. The plan is something that we don't explain like we know it all. <laughs> There's no ism there. It's life. It's love. It's a forest. We're communicating across the air, but the air isn't empty. It's all alive. I'm alive right now, and you're alive, and can we feel this happening right now? Somebody give me an earth -a back at me here. earth -a Yes. earth -a I want to be more interactive than I feel like I am right now speaking into this microphone, but I know that we'll be together someday. I know that our bodies are calling out to each other right now in some way. earth -a Thank you for being here with me on the radio show today. We are being saved by life. And life is giving us the privilege, the right, to save living life. Amen. Earth will save us. We are the earth. We will save the earth. Amen. With our bodies. See you there. See you there in front of that Amazon delivery truck. We won't let it out of the garage. Amen. It is our duty to fight for our freedom and it is our duty to win. It is our duty to fight for our freedom and it is our duty to win. It is our duty to fight for our freedom and it is our duty to win. It is our duty to fight for our freedom and it is our duty to win. It is our duty to fight for our freedom and it is our duty to win. It is our duty to fight for our freedom and it is our duty to win. And that was Savitri and Sunder from the Stop Shopping Choir. In a heightened state, certainly. If you can picture the blocks and blocks of Black Lives Matter people protesting, and of course the militarized police, the clouds of tear gas... And that was down in pandemic-emptied ghost town Manhattan on July 24th, I believe. And this is the closest we'll ever come to the sound of culture changing in real time. They described their approach to the choir at our last rehearsal. Usually when you're protesting and you're chanting, you're shouting just as loud as you possibly can. Savitri and Sundar had another approach. They were certainly singing at a lower volume, and twice as fast. Three times as fast as anybody would. And they're not getting out to 50 or 100 people 
they're getting out to two or four or six people. But they described how people would hear them as they walk by and then come over and get the lyrics, memorize the lyrics, sing with Savi and Sunder for a while, and then walk off back into the chaos singing the words to this beautiful writing, which is by Asata Shakur, a uh, Black Panther political prisoner and escapee and certainly a teacher to resistance fighters. She also says in the same writing, we must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. Let's stay in the natural world for a while here. Let's go straight to Savitri, that same Savitri, director of the Church of Stop Shopping. Savi? News of the natural world. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Living near fracking operations that frequently engage in flaring, the process of burning off excess natural gas, makes expectant parents 50% more likely to have a preterm birth. A birth is considered preterm when a baby arrives before 37 weeks, about eight and a half months of pregnancy. Preterm births can result in underdeveloped lungs, difficulty regulating body temperature, poor feeding, and slow weight gain in babies. Flaring is most commonly used when the primary goal of fracking is oil extraction. So it's cheaper to just burn off the natural gas as a waste byproduct than it would be to capture, transport, and sell it. Flares can burn for weeks at a time, releasing combustion-generated pollutants like benzene, fine particulate matter pollution, carbon monoxide, nitrogen oxides, heavy metals, and black carbon. If business continues as usual, there will be nearly three times as much plastic waste leaking into the ocean every year by 2040. Since the existing plastic in the ocean isn't degrading, there could be a cumulative total of 600 million tons of plastic in the water. Researchers have developed a method for predicting unprecedented events. Researchers combined avalanche physics with ecosystem data to create a computational method for predicting extreme ecological events. The method may also have applications in economics and politics. A black swan event is a highly unlikely but massively consequential incident, such as the 2008 global recession or the loss of one-third of the world's saiga antelope in a matter of days in 2015. Challenging the quintessentially unpredictable nature of black swan events, bioengineers at Stanford University are suggesting a method for forecasting these supposedly unforeseeable fluctuations. Thank you, and take care. Climate changed me when I lost my only job climate changed me when my mom began to sob climate changed me when the storm tore off the roof climate changed me when the sky told me the truth well, I always knew that I would have to change. 
But do I have to die, die to change, change, change? Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the flash flood makes you scream. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the drought dries up your dreams. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. With three cousins underground. Climate changed you. Climate changed you. When the springtime made no sound. Well, I always knew that you would have to change. But do you have to die, die to change, 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 change? Human cause, climate change, climate cause, human change, human cause, climate change, Children, this is a dark time. And somebody told me once that it's darkest before the dawn. But right now it just seems like it's darkest before it gets darker, darker. But you know, there is one, there is one little crack in Trump's wall. Yeah, just a sliver of sunlight coming through. Oh, if we, if we can jump into that sunlight and just... You know what it is? It's that thing called talking and listening in the flesh. It's the most complex media we ever made up. If we can just do that. And it's protected. 45 magical words. The law that says, yes, we can do this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to gather, to assemble, or to petition the government for redress of grievances. Free speech, free press, free people. 
of darkness, all of the things that we desire, all the consumer hunger that we may have, oh, it turned the truth into false entertainment. But if we're talking and we're listening, Using the 45 words as our protection, we can talk and listen, express, shout, sing, touch each other, be together. We can do it in the parks. We can do it in the barn, up on the hill, out on the boats, in the sea, in the streets. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. We all have those 45 words deep down inside of us. Remember them together now. Congress shall make no law. The police department shall make no law. Donald Trump shall make no law. Respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech or of the press, or the right of the people, peaceably to assemble, petition the government for redress of grievances, free speech, free press, free people, protest! Speech, religion, peaceful gathering, protest, And we come to the conclusion of today's Reverend Billy Radio. Thank you for being with us. I have some thank yous. Nehemiah Luckett co-wrote Cops and Bankers with me. Thank you, Nehemiah. Sundar Ganglani and Savitri D. Thank you for sharing the duet by Asata Shakur. From the middle of your Black Lives Matter rally riot that night. Killian Sunderman, thank you for the big cat growl in the background of the news delivered to us by Savitri D. Savitri is the overall director of the Church of Stop Shopping, a community of radical singers here in New York. Thank you very much for the solo Nehemiah on Climate Changed Me. And thank you, Amber Gray, Broadway star, for joining duetting with Nehemiah on that song. Thank you very much to the Fiery Eagles of Justice. That would be Brendan Burke on drums, Jason Candler on the saxophone, 
and myself preaching about the protests and First Amendment freedoms. Jason is our producer, so there's a big thank you to Jason for making this whole thing possible. We put out a thank you to Neil Young, the power behind the website and the community that helped develop this show over a couple year period in the Times Contrarian newspaper in the back of the Neil Young archives. You can find us there on the religion page. Thank you, Neil. And finally, thank you to the Pantheon podcast group putting us out there in the podcast networking world. Thank you so much. We have, uh, you know, another week coming up and we'll share another half hour with you. Thank you for being with us today. This is Reverend Billy. Change-alluya. Earth-alluya. Love-alluya.